Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, sisters. I'm so glad you've joined me. I'm Don Scott Damon, and you're listening to The Freedom Girl Sisterhood. We are women helping women live full and free lives. You know, that's what God has planned for you, don't you? He came to give you life. His son, Jesus Christ, came that you might have life and that more abundantly. Well, abundant life is yours for the taking. But it starts with knowing the truth, knowing who you are, knowing what God has done for you. Do you know that your thoughts matter? We talk about thoughts here all the time, and we're going to do that again tonight as we join a live session where I'm teaching part two, thoughts equal behavior. But first, before we join the live session, I'd like you to stop by and visit me at freedomgirlsisterhood.com. Drop me a line and let me know what you'd like to hear a program on. I'd love to hear from you. Now sit back and enjoy as we join live the Freedom Girls Sisterhood Conference and the session Thought Equal Behavior. When you have some issues, we are married to issues. We birthed issues. We, uh, we have some issues, don't we? Well, how to overcome those issues? Does God care about your issues? Is God involved for you in the small things of life, those things that irritate you, those issues that you don't think are going to ever go away? And this is a woman who overcame the issues because she was touched by the Lord Jesus Christ. She pressed through to get to the master where her healing came. So that's back there, a woman with issues. Healthy things grow. All right, and growing things change. And change brings challenge. Challenge causes us to trust in God. And trusting in God makes us healthy. And healthy things grow. And growing things change. And change brings challenge. Challenge causes us to trust in God. And trusting in God makes us healthy. And healthy things grow. And growing things change. And change brings challenge, but challenge causes us to trust in God. And trusting in God makes us healthy. Come on, somebody. And healthy things grow. And growing things change. And change brings challenge, but challenge causes us to trust in God. And trusting in God makes us healthy. And healthy things grow. And that's the cycle of life. You either have a challenge, you just got through a challenge, or you got a challenge coming. If you're growing. If you're stagnant, if your status quo instead of status grow or status go, then you are no. <laughs> but healthy things grow, okay? Joseph had a dream. Do you? Joseph had a dream from God. So do you. But Joseph has some brothers. And the brothers weren't really excited about Joseph's dream. Joseph had a dream and Joseph had some brothers. And you have some brothers. And Joseph had a prison. And so do you. But Joseph had a promise. And he received the fulfillment of his dream. Joseph's dream. And how many know that there's war before the open door? 
Has God called you to something? The Bible tells us in Revelation 12 that there was a woman clothed with the sun. It was a redeemed woman, a woman who was saved, born again. It was you, it was me. And she was pregnant. And right before she was ready to give birth, the dragon positioned himself right before her, ready to snatch away the thing that she was going to birth. It was called the dragon, the devil, the deceiver. There's war before you birth that promise. There's war before you go through that open door. The giants are on the borderline of the promised land, making sure you don't make your way in. If you need to overcome some warfare in your life, you need to listen to this teaching. And then we have back there, there's more, there's others. Uh, The book that God has allowed me to write, When a Woman You Love Has Been Abused, A Husband's Guide to Helping His Wife Overcome Sexual Abuse. Um, My publisher tells me that, by the way, this book won an award, and I'm very thankful for that. People are, amen, thank you. Um, gold medal award and I'm really thankful for that because it tells me that people are reading and the message of this book that I'm hearing that women are reading this and and sharing it with their husbands women are reading and saying oh my goodness that's me that's me I'd never saw it put together like that before understanding is coming and now they're saying you know what my mom was abused my dad was abused or my daughter I'm understanding somebody that I'm in relationship with you need to understand yourself if you need to understand someone else or you need your husband to understand you or someone to understand you because this is what you've experienced and what you've gone through that's back there they sell on Amazon I think for $12.99 I'm selling them for $10 today and Hope in the Morning, Bible, Shelley Beach, who was speaking just a moment ago, and Wanda Sanchez, and myself, and there's a few other contributors to a devotional Bible called Hope in the Morning, Healing. If you've been through some things, this book, this Bible right now is on sale today for 20 and I think it's going to be, I think, even double that in the, in the bookstores. I'm not sure. So that's the commercials for today, and some of these things are going to be involved in our gift giveaway this afternoon, so make sure you get your ticket in there. All right, you awake? You having a good time so far? Has the Lord spoken to you today yet? All right, so you've got to claim the Word of God now. You know when the Lord speaks something to your heart or something's quickened to your soul, you just, you just have to say, that's mine. I claim that. Amen? Let me hear you say that. That's mine. Take it. I claim it. That's it. That's word. That's for me. I receive that. I take that. And that engagement of just keeping yourself engaged, I'm telling you, it makes such a big difference in how you receive the word. Be a participant, not a spectator. Amen? Be part of that. We're setting, getting free today. We're setting you free. I say we. We're not doing it. The Holy Spirit's doing that, but... But we're pressing because we believe in freedom and um, shaking off that stuff and going for what God has. So now that we've looked at our thoughts a little bit, how do we overcome? What if you're sitting here today and you're saying, you know what, I am one of these people who have a really negative filter. I have a negative philosophy. I go through life seeing what's wrong, seeing what's lacking, seeing what's missing. 
I go through life with my defenses up. Something that served you well, perhaps, in a situation of abuse or when you were younger, but are not suitable for today. These defense mechanisms, these walls that we built, these prisons that we are in because at first we thought they would protect us or keep us safe. How do I overcome? I'm one of these people and I'm struggling with this. Is there a way for me to change? Well, the Bible wouldn't tell us to do something if we didn't, weren't able to and didn't have the ability or the power through Christ to do it. When the Bible says, whatever is pure, think on that. Whatever is good, think on that. Whatever is true, think on that. Whatever is noble or worthy or of praise, think on that. The Bible wouldn't tell us to do that if it wasn't within our control to do that. We have that decision. We have that power. But really... The enemy doesn't have to do a whole lot to us to keep us from reaching our destiny. All he has to do sometimes is just leave us alone and let us do what we're doing. You know, we blame him for this and we blame him for that, but the thing is is that he just sowed a seed. He, he, just, can't, he just attacked us when we were little kids, and he hasn't had to do anything since then because that was all that needed to be done. And we, we have self-defeating behaviors and self-defeating thoughts and actions and self-defeating attitudes that just keep perpetuating and perpetuating. And in fact, he's getting a whole lot of mileage out of it, the enemy that is, because we'll just keep sharing it with the next generation. We'll put that right into our kids. Well, I just don't want them to think too highly of themselves, so it's, this is my job to keep them humble. And we t we'll talk down to our children, or we'll label them, or how many know, hurt people hurt people. And so in our anger or, or in, a, in a bad mood or frustration, we'll do something, and, and it just keeps going generation after generation after generation. But we, as Shelley said a moment ago, we're going to draw a line in the sand and say, no, it stops here. It ends here. But the enemy will come against our thoughts and he will infiltrate us because he wants to contest the good things that God has for us. There is war before the open door and he wants to stop us. And really, the only thing that the enemy has to do is just two things. There's, there's two predominant ways that he will come against us in our thoughts. And one is that he will use fear and the other one is that he will use doubt. Now, I want to talk to you this morning about fear and I want to talk to you about doubt just for a moment. I want to look at these ropes up here. They're just hanging there to serve us and to remind us that those are the things, that's a, a symbol of what's going on in the spiritual realm, how the enemy just wants to, who wants to bind us up and trap us. And we are going to untie those ropes today. So I'm going to set the atmosphere right now in the name of Jesus. I'm going to begin to plant the seed. I want to, the prophetic atmosphere to begin to build in here to say, I don't know what that rope is in your life. I don't know how hard it is cinched around you. And the way it's, and the, when you try to break out, it almost becomes like a noose around you and pulls you back. But I say right now in the name of Jesus, now we're, we're turning this room into an incubator. This is a place where the Holy Spirit is hovering over and these ropes, these bondages, these cords that are on our life, we're going to shake them off. We're going to be set free. And we're going to do some prayer here this afternoon, or we're going to do some prayer right now this morning, because the Lord gave me four things that we're going to pray about. And uh, could I have a, uh, Amber, could you come up here just for a minute? Angie, maybe you could, you could help me just for a minute, too. 
But I saw, I saw someone wrap her up. I saw in, my, in prayer time, right, uh, around her mind, I just saw like a woman just with just those cords on her thoughts and around her and, and trapping her and holding her. And, and, and there, there, there is like, okay, right, we're laughing, but how funny is it if it's you up here? How funny is it if that's really what we look like in the spirit realm, right? And we're trying to be free and we're trying to worship and we got all this stuff on us. And we're going through life and we're sitting in church week after week after week. But the truth is, is that there's things in our life that are holding us back. How about today be the day we say no more? No more. Now, I understand that transformation takes action on our part. It takes a walking out. But it can start with a command. It can start with an anointing that will shatter the yoke. It can start with the release. Am I going the right way? (laughs) Through prayer. That wiggles those ropes loose. It begins to set that captive free. free. Through the laying on of hands. Through the presence of God. And then, yep, look at what she has to do. She has to step out. She has to step out. So fear. I want to talk about fear. Fear is not rational. You're not going to talk someone out of fear. Now, we need good self-talk. And we do have to talk to ourselves and tell us the truth. But fear isn't logical. Fear doesn't make sense. Someone has a fear of green olives. I've heard, I, I know that person. Well, how, why do you have a fear of green olives? That's crazy. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense if the person who raped you had green eyes. Then it makes sense. It's not logical. It's not rational. Fear. Fear comes against us. False evidence appearing real. Fear has many faces to it. It's sneaky. We fear something's going to happen to someone we love. We fear failure. We fear we're going to be embarrassed. We fear being laughed at. We fear speaking. We fear all of these things. And what's behind it is the enemy saying, I have to keep them in fear because if she takes a step, if she does the thing, she might break free. She might step out of it. It has no power over her. I just have to make her believe that it does. You know, I told you we were in Aruba, and um, we went on the Jolly Pirates uh, excursion. And so the Jolly Pirates, and it's a big pirate ship. And so at one point, after we do our little snorkeling and all of that, they park the boat in the middle of the ocean. That's probably not nautical terms. They park the boat, but... (laughs) but whatever, in the middle of the ocean. And everybody can go up to the top. In fact, my daughter, Amber, was, my daughter-in-law was the very first one to swing off the swing, and you can, you can jump off the ship, and you can swim, and then you climb up the ladder, and you can swing it off again. And it looks so fun, and I wanted to do it. So I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. 
And uh, always a little nervous, but not really. And so, so we would get ready, and my husband takes my hand, and we go, and we get up at the top of the ship. And all of a sudden, it's about a 15-foot drop into the ocean, and all of a sudden, it just looked a little different there than it did when I was uh, back down there watching them jump off. And my excitement waned just a little bit as I was now wondering if I would survive. And, but I still wanted to do it. But all of a sudden, um, people on the boat started going, jump, 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 go. And as they did that, I, you know, I stepped backwards. And then my husband goes, come on, honey. And he takes my arm. And I was, all of a sudden, it just, it, I, I can feel it now. Don't touch me. Everything in me just kind of, and I thought, oh, I'm being triggered. I'm being triggered of when I was trapped. I have no control here. I'm being pushed. And I was going to jump, but all of a sudden fear just gripped me and took over. Fear is not logical. And the only way out of that fear was to jump. And I jumped. I did it. And then I jumped and I jumped and I jumped. (laughs) What is the enemy holding you hostage with? And the only way out is through. The only way to overcome it is to do it. Fear. Fear is keeping you small when God has called you to live large. I know fear. I had fear all the time as a little girl. Fear that my bedroom door would open and I'd endure one more time. Fear that someone would find out. Fear that I would be in trouble. Fear. I grew up as a young woman. I got married. Fear that somebody would hurt my children. Fear that something bad would happen. My daughter was 10 or 12. Were you 10? 10 years old, crossing the street, hit by a truck, thrown 35 feet, laying in the middle of the street in a pool of blood, not moving. I heard it. I, I was frozen. Fear, fear, fear gripped me. Fear overcame me so strong for so many years that something would happen to one of my children and I wouldn't be able to be there to protect them. Fear when I'd get in a car. So wear your seatbelt. Fear. Don't do anything stupid. Don't go anywhere. Stay home. Why do you have to leave? It's school, Mom. So? <laughs> school is overrated. <laughs> Amen. Fear. I still work through that. Phone rings. Are you okay? If I'm in a meeting, I don't hear anything you're saying anymore if I see it. It's one of my kids. I have to text them right away. Everybody okay? Fear. I, fear's not logical. Panic attacks, anxiety, been through it all. The enemy trying to keep me from what God has for me. And I said, I refuse to be defeated by a spirit of fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And in just a moment, we're going to pray for you for a sound mind. We're going to claim what God says is yours, and Jesus died to give you 
So we're going to come against fear in the name of Jesus and take authority over that stronghold in the name of Jesus. Satan uses doubt. Do you really think you can do that? Did God really say? How do you know? Satan took Jesus to a high mountain. In fact, let me have my help again, if you will. Angela, if you'll help me. So, here's how it goes. Say, yeah, hold that. That would be good. You're Jesus. And you the devil. <laughs> I think that's going to come up later on today. I can feel Satan said, if you, come this way, if you are the son of God, if you really are who God says you are, if you really have an anointing, if you're really called, if they really love you, if you're really good at that, do you see the deception coming? Satan always wants to attack your identity, doesn't he? He only wants to tell you if you're really this or if you're really that. Doubt. And what did Jesus say? Well, it is written. And immediately, he did not allow that thing to be put on him because he knew the Word of God. You can see. Satan took, yeah, come on. Satan took him to another place. If you throw yourself down, if you are this, if you are that, doubt. I don't think God cares. I don't think God's there. I don't think God will hear me. I don't think God will answer that prayer. I don't think I can do it. Again, our thought life. Now, many of us have these thoughts. We have these negative mindsets, and that's what today is all about. Many of us struggle in this area of identity and, and authority and who we are and how we're thinking and what direction our life is taking. As I'm looking at you today, I'm saying, oh my goodness, there's so much potential here. There's so much promise here. There's so many incredible talents here. But don't die with the song still in you. Don't die with the talent and the tool and the gift still in the toolkit. Learn how God wants to use you. Take a step of faith. Be brave. Banish doubt. Walk in authority. But as I'm looking at you women, I'm seeing beautiful women of God, and I'm saying, but I have a feeling something happened to many of you like me. One out of three girls have been sexually abused. If one out of three girls has been abused, one out of three marriages are in trouble or struggle in this area because it's affected. How about being bullied at school because you didn't look right or you were the wrong size? Or how about being, uh, having, struggling cognitively and feeling like school was hard for you? Or you were really smart and you got mocked because you were smart? I used to tell my girls, marry the geeks. I'm telling you. Marry the geek. Marry the bookworm. You'll be thankful. Yeah, they did. Yay. 
my geek, the son-in-law. Hey, Johnny boy! What, it, what happened? And see, this is what happens to us. We've discovered that trauma in childhood or trauma in any type of, any season of our life, because 70% of all adults have gone through serious trauma, but all of us have experienced trauma. Whether, whether being bullied, whether medical trauma, birth trauma, uh, childhood sexual abuse, rape, uh, divorce of parents, divorce yourself, all so many things, addictions and being raised by alcoholic parent, whatever it is. But here's the thing. Speak, Lord, for your servant listens. That trauma is not just an event. It's not just a physical event. It's not just an emotional event. It is a biological event. That something happens to the brain. Now, you have a limbic system in your brain, and I won't bore you with all the terms, but we have a amygdala and a hippocampus. hippocampus. And in trauma, the amygdala enlarges, and the other side shrinks. So they're out of balance. We've heard of chemical imbalance. And the trauma or the event gets trapped in the side of the brain because the right side shuts down. And the trauma gets stuck in the left side of the brain. And we see people behaving certain ways. You know who they are. They're, they're, they're probably not in, in here today, but they, they're, they're, they're people that always need attention. They're people that are always in trauma. They're people that always look like a pig pen with a dust cloud upon them. They're always negative. They're, they, they're stuck in trauma. They haven't been able to process. God wants to start the healing process where the healing of the, the actual organ of the brain, that we begin to, to open back up again, that we can, we can remember and we can process and we can find healing. When you were a little girl before you were in the third grade, you heard the word no 40,000 times. When you were a little girl and you were in the third grade, you heard the word yes. How many times? Somebody said once. (laughs) Well, that explains it. 5,000 times. 40,000 no's. You've been programmed to respond to no. You understand no. You might not have a no, but you're used to hearing no. Do you think Jesus knows something about the brain when he says, be renewed? Be made new. Don't conform to the pattern that's been inscribed in you, the pattern of the world, but be made new in the renewing of your mind. There are literal grooves in the brain that have to be erased or healed. You have a predisposition to know. No, I can't. No, I won't. No, I shouldn't. No, it's, it won't work. No, no, no. But today we're going to reach. We're going to believe. We're going to grow. We're going to expand. And it's happening right here in this moment. Yes, I believe you, Lord.
Yes, I want you, God. Set me free from fear. Set me free from doubt. Set me free from trauma. Heal my heart. Yes, God, I'm believing. I'm reaching. I'm stretching. I want more. I want more. I want more, God. Truth about myself. Truth about others. Truth about relationships. Truth about environment or my circumstances. That which Shelley shared with us a moment ago. I want more, God. You've heard for every positive statement in your life, for every one good statement you've heard in your life, you've heard 19 negative statements. Is it any wonder why we have to choose whatever's pure, whatever's good, whatever's righteous, whatever's true? We have to choose it. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast. Boy, when I listen to that myself, I'm encouraged to choose whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's noble, whatever's of good report. If there's anything praiseworthy, Think on these thoughts. I want to pray for you today. Perhaps you've been listening and you say, that's me. I struggle with fear. My mind is bound with anxiety and worry. I want to pray for you today. Father, I thank you that your word is clear. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And today, God, we choose that. For my sister listening right now, we untie those ropes of fear that have her mind bound. In Jesus' name, be loosed, be free. Thank you, God, that you break those cords right now. In Jesus' name, woman of God, step out and claim your freedom. Thank you, God, for that. I thank you, Lord, that you've heard this prayer, and we, by faith, receive that freedom right now in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Please stop by freedomgirlsisterhood.com and let me know that you have prayed that prayer and God has given you the victory. God bless you, sisters.